to another episode or the second part of the Sports Web Podcast right here on Heat 100 Radio. Also live on Facebook, Sports Web Podcast is the group page. And of course, we all know what this next segment is and it's going to be some comments that probably people won't like. There will be some that people will arguably want to debate or disagree with me with. There will also be, like I mentioned to my friend Chuck, Chuck Bolger, um, possibly and very arguably some choice words. Um, Garner, what's going on, book? Um, so we all know about the Ben Simmons situation with Philadelphia 76ers. Um, first thing that came out, I'm going to backtrack a little bit just to give you the lineage up until where we are now. And then we're going to seriously talk about all these steps. We're going to take some time to talk about these steps along the way. So we all know what happened in the playoffs. Sixers with a number one seed. Got you, Chuck. Uh, yeah, I need to see that press conference too. I'm, I am so uh, disappointed that I could not be in the building for media day. But I am definitely, definitely also, Chuck, looking forward to that uh, press conference and what uh, Doc Rivers and some of the other people, uh, team members, have to say about this entire situation. So we go back, and again, we know what happened in the playoffs. Sixers were the number one seed. They end up facing the Atlanta Hawks, which could have put them into, or let me say, which should have put them into the Eastern Conference Finals to fight, seriously have a fight for the championship. Mark, what's going on, homie? And that didn't happen. We saw the play of one Ben Simmons, my guy, my partner. I knew you was going to tune in. So as we go along, bro, Baldy, uh, chime in, tap in, wherever you see fit. Um, Okay, got you. I got the phone ready, too. So... We know what happened with Ben Simmons and the play that I mentioned to a lot of people that could arguably define his the remaining of his career. We don't have to go into much detail, but we all know what that play was. He had a chance to dunk the ball, tie the game up. He decided to pass the ball to Matisse Thibel, who got fouled, made one of two free throws. And then the story goes on. You all know the rest. Then, throughout the offseason, he puts out a statement with his agent, Rich Paul, Clutch Sports, stating that he is done with the Philadelphia 76ers. He is not reporting to training camp, and apparently he hasn't. Well, not apparently. We all see that he hasn't reported to training camp which starts tomorrow, by the way. The Sixers, again, had media day today. And like Chuck just chimed in and mentioned, I am anxious to see uh, clips of media day today once I get off air. And I, I'm pretty sure that all week long or in the next couple of days, I will definitely have some things to say, have some things to post once I 
hear what was said and analyze what was said. So the initial biggest tiff, if you will, was Ben Simmons felt upset because of an answer to Doc to an answer to answer to a question by his head coach Doc Rivers. Now before I get into that, I, I have to tell you, I was in favor of the kid being on this team because of the things that he does well. Albeit, I still, along with everyone else, wanted him to shoot the ball. Or act like he wanted to shoot the ball, if you will. I also have to backtrack a little bit and say, in that mix, I just told you what Ben Simmons did in that playoff game. I also, when analyzing and breaking down that playoff debacle, I said that there was enough blame to go across the board. Some I can relate to and understand. Some, to this day, I still don't. And if you read between the lines, you know which what I'm talking about when I say the ones that, to this day, I still don't understand. But there were some issues, like I said, I, I understand it from at least two levels, being a former player and being a former coach, albeit not at the pro level, but the concept is basically the same. You're either playing basketball or you're coaching basketball. So let me just clear the air for some people who may not have been coaches who will arguably chime in, who will arguably comment on this video once it's done and posted. As a coach, you ideally want your best players on the floor the majority of the time when you have them. There will come times when you need to play your bench and have your stars sit to get their heads together, get their mind right. I totally agree with that. And I even said it on air that I also thought that when Doc did that for that one particular game, I did say that I felt like, yeah, he might have left the start the, the bench in just a little bit longer than he should have. So that did have a part to play in the whole situation and what happened. So again, I say, I'm not saying that it's all Ben Simmons' fault. I'm saying he had a role in it, along with others. So let's move back. Let's jump back to where we were. He decides, well, let's give you the question first. Doc Rivers was asked in a press conference if he felt that Ben Simmons was the point guard that could get him to win a championship with. Doc's response was basically paraphrasing or basically telling you what he said. I don't know yet. Me, as a player and as a coach, more so as a coach because it was the coach that said it, have no issues with what his answer was. He's only been this kid's coach for one season. He's seen what the kid can do well. And throughout the season, Doc has backed him up. Okay? He has backed him up all throughout the season. On the Sixers coaching staff, the head coach and the associate head coach which are Doc Rivers and Sam Cassell. Two guards that played in the NBA. One guard won two championships with the Houston Rockets, 
and was not just on that team. He was a part of them winning that championship. So he knows and understands the position of a point guard. And it leads me back to what I said from the very beginning. And I continually say from when Brett Brown first gave him the reins and said he was the point guard. I consistently and persistently told people Ben Simmons is not a point guard. Ben Simmons was playing point guard. Something that he had never done in his career. So, with that being said, okay, we push along. And you look at the situation. Now he says he does not want to be part of the 76ers. He will not report to training camp. And we all know what that entails. He'll sit out if he's willing to do it wholeheartedly. There are parameters in the league which can go on and, and things that can happen. Folks, joining me via video is my guy, my partner, Aaron Baldy-Moore. What's happening, bro? So, so far, I'm just giving the people, you know, a little back history to what leading up to where we are now. I haven't even gotten to the good stuff yet. Okay, I'm just trying to lay the, lay the foundation. So now this kid says he does not want to be part of the Sixers organization anymore. Right. Okay. You feel like the organization, the coach, stabbed you in the back. When, again, like I just mentioned a few minutes ago, Doc Rivers had his kids back the entire time throughout the season. He backed him up the entire time. Even to this day, Doc has been in interviews and been talked to, spoken with, spoken with other people, and they are still on the premise of, where they are with him, and they still want to have him on the team. Okay? Now, for this young man, Dave, what's going on, fool? For this young man to say that the team did him a disservice, I find that very hard to believe because the team even put it out there that they hired different types of coaches to help him along the way, which leads me to believe that we, we want to help you, kid. We want to work with you. We want you to be here we want you to be part of this but as professionals we see some things that we need to work on and we're willing to work on with you and this particular young man declined to work with any of these other coaches that the team brought in Absolutely. So him, him being able to see what this kid can do and cannot do, like you just explained, leads him to the thought of, hey, when we get to the playoffs, I know teams are going to try to expose this part of his game because he's seen it through an 82 game season. So he knows what this kid can do, what this kid can do, and what teams were going to to focus on to minimize his productivity. One Absolutely. One thing that they minimized in terms of his productivity was cutting off the transition. The transition makes which which he that's what he's good at. 
And then two, making him become a half-court player where he's going to have to shoot either mid-range or open jump shot. A la what happened in Boston when he had Rondo. And everybody yep. used to sag off Rondo. Yep. And dare him to shoot. You know, so so when when the coach realized that there was something that was going to be exposed, and he saw it early, he had seen him already as a player. He knew what Absolutely. he could do. He coached against him. So he knew he was, what he wasn't capable of doing on the court. Right. Or the things that he was not comfortable with doing on the court. So for him to oblige and provide him with the necessary people to, to make his game better, a coach can only do what a coach can do within those hours. Absolutely. But once you're off, if you decide that you're not going to get to the gym early to work on that shot early, you decide that you don't want to stay late, you want to hang out in a club and all that stuff, well, then your game is going to take a hit. You're going to remain the same player you are. Your skill set is going to be minimized. And you're not going to get better. Your development is stagnant. Yep. So if that's not on Doc Rivers, there is coaching decisions, like you said, that he made that we both felt, oh, man, oh, yeah, he yeah. definitely left them in too long. Like, oh, right. Okay. But those are, just real yeah, quick, but, but, but those are ones as a coach that you can kind of understand and relate to and accept as a mistake, a coaching mistake. Right, right. right. Because it happens we're everywhere. Talking his, we're talking about what he has not done in his game mm-hmm. since high school. Yep. So he might have shot the ball a little bit more in high school than he did in the pros. Mm-hmm. But Around the basket. Yep. They weren't. Not jump shot. They weren't three pointers. Years in the league, he didn't shoot one three pointer in a three point league. Yep. How is that possible? The coach, so previous down. coach had to tell him, I want you to shoot two or three a game. Right. I don't right. care if you right. miss it, you brick it, whatever. I just need you to shoot it. Listen, and, and listen, there's not too many players, whether you were high school guy. Collegiate guy or pro that wouldn't love to be on the team where the coach said, No, 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 I want you to shoot. You got that right. There are teams that I've been on, and you I know you've been on teams where they like, Listen, I need you to distribute that ball. Right. I ain't, I ain't worried about you scoring. Right. I need you to, and you know you can score. Mm hmm. So here you are on a team where they telling you, No, I need you to shoot. I want you to right. shoot. Right. And, and you still like, won't. I dare you. Yeah. He still won't shoot it. Still won't shoot it. So, you know, I'm not, I mean, this whole side guy with this dude, you know, it, you know, there's a, there's an unprofessional part to it. Extremely unprofessional. Yeah, but he's not the first. Yeah, he's not the first, definitely not. Sit out and deal. I mean, Charles Barkley told them he wanted to be treated on the sticks. Right. John Wall just said the same thing with the Houston Rockets. I don't think this is the spot for me. Let's work on getting me traded out of here. But I'm going to come to camp. I'm going to come to work. Come to work. Because, listen, and, 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 this, and here's where it separates. John 
all the time. Right. So the moment you sit out, the more your your coordination is a little off, your conditioning yep. is a little off, all that stuff's a little off. Especially when you've been working on your game all summer. Yeah. Has he been working Big on difference. his game? Big difference. Has Ben Simmons been working on his game all summer and every summer? Robert Reeves, thanks for tuning in, bro. So I don't know if if that's what if that's what he's been doing on the, in the summer. Again, we don't know because. Right. You know that he showed videos when he's in the gym. You know, see, and my whole point with all of these videos now, within the past several years, I had a conversation with somebody, somebody on Friday. And one of the things I mentioned is, and I said, I'm sick of the videos. I don't even watch them anymore. I said, because if you notice and you know anything about basketball, when players are working on their craft, they're with the specified trainer, and it may be two to five people in that session. Right. When there, and no disrespect to Rico Hines, I think he does beautiful things with the pros. But more so than not, when it's 10 NBA players or seven, eight NBA players in the gym running up and down the court, in my opinion, they are working on stamina. They are, they are working they are. on getting and staying in shape. Because look how fast we forget, and look how fast training camp has showed up. Media day was the day. Training camp starts tomorrow. Right. Some of these guys went to the Olympics, so they had some time to work, even though they were in schemes and everything like that. But some of these guys are getting themselves prepared to come to camp in shape, ready to perform. Like you said, Baldy, ready to do their job. Right. I know that Shaq loves basketball. Mm-hmm. What we do know is he didn't love it as much as Kobe. True. He didn't love it as much to where he should be in shape every season and be ready to dig that. True. What he told Kobe was, I get in shape when the season starts. Yeah, Joe. Like I said, no disrespect to Rico because I know what he does. And Joe Richmond, thanks for tuning in. Yeah, Joe, excuse me, boy, real quick. No disrespect to him. I was just putting out there, uh, Joe, that sometimes some of these guys are just playing to get themselves in shape. And I am definitely in tune with what Rico does. He definitely does a great yeah. deal of uh, good things for the league and for those players. Yeah, most definitely. I would, I, would have, I would have coaches tell me, hey, when you play pickup ball, I don't want you being on a stack team. I want you to play with mm-hmm. some guys that don't really know, work on your leadership skills, work on getting them in places where you think they should have the ball, work on your right. skills. In my opinion, good coaching. And everybody's like, yo, why you playing with them? Nah, it's cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing some things. Yeah, I'm doing some things here. Right. Work on dribbling with my left on left side of the court. Create things on the left side of the court. So these guys. Cool, Joe. If I did that, if I did that as a thirteen-year-old, I know these dudes are doing it as pro. Oh yeah, absolutely. So I ain't worried about nobody showing me no video. But then 
Don't shoot it at all. I, I don't care about the videos you put out. Yep. I want to see the, the, the progress and the production. Yes. Not at all. Killer from there. And he gets through the elbow, and he can knock down the elbow jump shot. He's gonna have a problem because six eight, he can shoot over guards. Yep. So that makes him a a a, a beyond unstoppable dude. If, yeah. If he focuses on the mid, just shoot him. Shoot him. Yo, I've said that. You know me, Bob. You've been here with me, and I've said it too. I don't care if you shoot five and you miss four. Yeah, I need you to shoot it. Appreciate you, Mark. Well, we always say, we always say when, when guys go to the gym, they're shooting, they're making at least 1,000 to 1,500 shots. Yeah. But they don't 15 to 20 shots in a game. Absolutely. You got to make, you got to go into the gym and make at least 1,000 right. to 1,500 shots to be able to have the ability to shoot at least 10 to 15 shots in a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got some issues. We got some problems. None at all. Yep. So let, let's branch off a little bit. And, and let's get to what's currently in the mix. Three of your teammates get together and they say, oh, well, yeah, let's take a plane. Let's go to L.A. Let's just go talk to this guy. So, ideally, we don't know exactly what they went to talk about. It was put out that they were planning to try and convince him to come back, which could have been the reason. Or, allegedly, some of these guys were friends with him, and maybe they just wanted to go talk to him to see where his head was. He immediately declines and says, no, don't waste your time, don't come. So now all of this plays into the tradeability, the locker room, the teammate presence, and the entire league is seeing this and hearing this just as well as we are. Right. Who wants a teammate like that in their locker room, on their team, a guy that I cannot come and talk to? I mean, I've played with some people, you know the people I played with as we were just playing street ball. I've played with guys that have played professionally. Semi-pro. No issues when they said to me, yo, Wayne, listen, next time you dribble that, don't pick your dribble up so soon, this, that, and the third. I got you. For the sake of the team, for the sake of the game, I was accepting of that. I've been on teams when I had to say to people, yo, next time, take a dribble or two before you shoot that jump shot. Move in some and then work your way back out. 
Don't just stand wherever you catch it and just fire it away. So for me, being putting my player hat back on, I don't want you in my locker room. True. And I'm in a way where you're coachable in a sense where you adhere to criticism, mm-hmm. constructive criticism, and right. apply it. Right. It's the way I was taught. Yeah, it's the way I was taught. Yeah, they, be, they become disoriented, maybe not on a shell, but mm-hmm. interior-wise, it's disoriented. So mentally, they out the game because what you told them was not what they wanted to hear. But they, but their, their physical, their body is still on the court. Right. They're still on the court, but they done checked out already. They done checked out. So when we talk about guys that are coachable mm-hmm. in this culture of basketball guys who are who are already up in paper. Yep. It becomes kind of hard to coach these guys, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about giving them information and then yep. them apply AI with the same way. Absolutely. Exactly, Rob. Nobody wants that in their locker room. Yeah, it took him a minute. Yeah. And then when he understood it. Right. When he got a coach that was the old guy mm-hmm. and realized, okay, this dude does know this game. Absolutely. Let me get a guy. And if, I, if it don't work out, I'm going to go back to doing it my way. Right. And he had the best year. Yeah, because he got to grow up. Absolutely. What do I always say, Ball? He's complacent. He's cool with where he is. Yeah, and I say it all the time. I tell people he's complacent with where he is. And sometimes people don't seem to understand it, but it's part of what you just said. Some of these guys get the coin, and they feel like I've arrived. And he kind of fits in that where he's complacent with where he is. He'll tell you, oh, I'm an all-star. I'm third team all NBA whatever I'm top tier defender okay but the greats always worked on their game and brought something back the greats were not afraid of the moments that you have put out that you are afraid of by your play and by your actions and I can't sit here and say that's definitely the case I can only tell what I've seen and what I've seen gives a lot of people, including me, that very impression. Excuse me. If you watch any of his videos, he'll always say, 
I want to be the best Ben Simmons I can be. When when reporters ask him about comparing himself to other players, he always says, I want to be the best Ben Simmons I can be. Okay, maybe he's there. And, and maybe he's there. But also, when we go back to this all the time, in his documentary, One and Done, and I go back to this moment, and you know what moment I'm going to. Yep. The moment when his sister calls him, he's laying in his dorm room bed, and the first thing his sister says to him is like, yo, dude, why are you not in class? His response is, so much, I only came here because they told me this is what I had to do to get to the NBA. Once I found out I only had to be eligible the first semester, what's the need of me going to class? I came here to play basketball to get to the NBA. How about even that? How about you didn't just quit school? All right, I get it. You didn't really want to be in school. But you said you was a ball player. Right. You don't even show up to play in the NIT because y'all did make the tournament. Right. Not at all. So even if even even if you don't want to go to school no more, the one thing we all know, even in high school, Joker said Joker just was was they made sure their grades was all right just so they could play ball. Yep. And then they played. Okay, so and, and they played. Now you telling me this dude went to school and then decided, all right, I ain't got to go to class no more because this is what they told me I had to do to play. But you still got games left. Right. show at all you right so he showed us who he was yes absolutely you know what I mean what they say when a person don't show you who they are believe them absolutely alright well I believe him. you I better believe him I think a lot more people are going to start to believe him now listen I don't know where Jojo and them was going down there to say to him but I was hoping they was going down there to roll on yeah <laughs> look this was my thought too and I'm thinking they was going to go down there angry and, and let him know, yo, dude, like, what are you doing? Because some could have truly transpired down there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, the other crazy part in that whole situation is, what better person to talk to and take it from than Joel Embiid? He went through the same thing with the same two people, Shaq and Charles. Shaq and Charles said it. Joel Embiid. Early in his career, if this kid would get off the fast food and do this and do that and whatever, whatever, Joel Embiid's stats improve every year moving forward from his rookie year. He has now improved to being last year second in the MVP race, arguably, in my opinion, the MVP, and is right back there leading candidate for the MVP. But he also took it in stride here in Philly where he got booed. And now the city loves him. He can't do no wrong. Right. right. Because as a professional, as like you said, Baldy, a basketball player, oh, y'all think I'm soft because I don't stay in shape and y'all boo me? Okay. Well, guess what? When I come back, yeah. I'm going to show y'all what y'all was booing of really. Yeah. It hasn't been many boos left. 
Like I said, right now he's to the point where you can arguably say he can do no wrong in this city. Definitely. Another reason, like I said to people, I said, yo, why don't you go talk to him? You claim that this guy is your friend. This is somebody that you should definitely talk to because he's been through it. And I'm always, I'm a firm believer of if I want to talk to somebody, I need to try and find somebody that's been through what I'm going through right now that can obviously help me get through it in some type of way. It may not work exactly the same way, but I can take a lot from that dialogue that would help me get to where I need to be. But again, like I said, I told people, I think, and I use this word a lot, I think the complacency has really taken over him. And he is okay with where he is. And I also, I don't, I don't know this for any fact. This is just me on the outside looking in, just giving a perspective. Mm-hmm. But I'm pretty sure that his camp, his camp, Vincent's camp, his management team, probably told him, yo, don't let them come out here and come talk to you. There's nothing to talk about. Yep. Let's shut that down. If, if, you, if we want to make this... I got a gut feeling that happened, too. Let's shut it down. Nah, they ain't, they ain't coming out here talking to you. It's cool. Let's shut that down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Now, meanwhile, that could have been a conversation between teammates that a coach can't have. Coach right. I can't, can't reach you where your teammates can. Because you on, you on the trenches with your teammates. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And to shut that down, I can see if Doc Rivers tried. Right. But you talk about your teammates. Right. And then it goes back to, I remember it goes back to when they said at one particular time during the summer that Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons really don't talk to each other during the offseason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, how are you creating, how are you trying to create a formula? And right. We don't even, we don't And even talk. still, this dude wanted to come and talk to you. So, yeah. That's crazy. It's a lot there. So, hey, man, it's, it's, a, it's a lot to digest. It's a lot going on. We going to keep our ears to the, to, to the madness. Absolutely. We going to keep putting our perspective on it. Oh, no doubt. Yep. the facts as they come, and we can all digest it how we want to digest it. But the more different perspectives we can get on it, right. the more we can wrap our brain around what the possibilities of what's going on going on. Absolutely. Brother, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, indeed. No doubt. I love you, brother. Love you back, homie. Still gonna be di- I'm still dialed in. I had an earphone in and I'm listening. All right. Thank you, homie. All right, my brother. Appreciate you. All right. So, folks, there, there you have it. My guy was here with me, Aaron Baltimore, my co-host. Always has great insight. Thanks for everybody that has tuned in. Darren, Juice Man, my cousin, what's going on, big homie out there in Ohio. Mark, M. Miz, what's going on? Robert Reeves. Uh, Chuck, I know you are tuned in. I knew you were going to be kind of quiet because we kind of talked real, real quick on social media. And you said you didn't want to get too deep into it. But a lot of the things that we just talked about, a lot of things we just said, are basically the things that have summed this whole saga up. And 
again, the final piece that we're in now, or the final stage that we're in now, where these guys, your teammates, like Baldy said, that are in the trenches with you, that could arguably have a conversation with you that the coaches can't have with you, you shut that down. But we honestly, like Baldy said, we honestly don't know if it was him himself or if it was his camp who said shut that down. So, in a way, it leads me to believe in a small way that he is not doing this all on his own. I know his camp is advising him in a way that could turn out to be detrimental to him. Because like I mentioned earlier, there are parameters in this. And we all know about the fines and that he can incur. And it's been put out that it's going to be about 330000 a day that he sits out and yada, yada, yada. The team can also withhold salary because if people don't remember, he is under contract. It's a binding contract. So all you have to do is come and do your job. Like we mentioned the John Wall situation. John Wall asked to be traded from Houston because the stage in his career where they're going, the direction that they're going, he's not really feeling that direction. But he's going to show up to work. He's going to come to work and work to help them fill out a trade. Also, getting back to Ben Simmons, there was one point where he mentioned that yeah, bench him. Mark Johnson says bench him and let him see how it feels to be a watcher. Absolutely. He could ideally sit out the entire year. Then he's going to have to start giving some of that salary back or more than what we expect. But you got to come to work, dude. You don't come to work, you're going to get fined and then it's going to expand and it's going to be other things um, of other financial situations. Ryan Dendy, thanks for tuning in. He says the camp works for him. If he wanted to meet with his teammates, he would. Absolutely. You know, and like I said, I don't know the true underlying factors, but like Baldy said, him and Joel really didn't talk outside of basketball. But you got to take into consideration everything that you said about the organization. And you got three teammates who still wanted to come and talk to you. And like I said, maybe it was just for them to see where his head was truly at. So we can put some closure to him. It's like, yo, like, all right, this dude ain't coming. All right, well, we ain't going to worry about it. We're going to go back to work and do what we need to do with what we got. And on the flip side, it could have been on a level of where they were going to go and try and say to him, look, dude, we, we need you. We can do this together. But the bottom line is you are showing a side of you that a lot of teams, a lot of owners and coaches will not want to deal with. You said that it's not your job to increase or develop your trade value. Well, I think you're wrong there because you are the one that's playing. You are the one now that's holding out. You are the one that doesn't want to talk to anybody. So who in their right mind is going to want to take on that along with the salary that you had. Not too many teams there. And again, people are stuck on the point that, or some people are stuck on the point now that the Sixers are not going to get what they expected, what they what they asked for in the beginning was a king's ransom, so to speak. If you understand 
the business side of basketball. And let's take away all this nonsense that's going on. Let's just talk about the basic basketball situation and the basic basketball business. Yes, he is an all-star. Yes, he has been all-defensive. Okay? True. Very true. So, in a business sense, the Sixers would not have served themselves well if they did not ask for what they asked for. But now it's getting to the point where they may have to take the best deal possible. Key word there, may. Because we also have to remember, he is under contract. And just because you demanded a trade, you're under contract with us. We, as the Sixers organization, do not have to trade you. I'm going to say that again for people that might not understand or might not have heard me correctly. He is under contract with an organization business-wise. They do not have to trade him. Like I just read, Mark just said, let him sit out and let him watch. Let him sit out, incur those fines, which he's now saying that he's okay with. Allegedly, you just bought a $17 million house in L.A. When these fines start kicking in, and then when the team gets to the point in the parameters of the NBA business scheme where they cannot pay you because you didn't come to work. See how that, if it gets to that point, let's see how his thought process changes. So, all in all, I think the Sixers are arguably doing the right thing. And again, they are making every attempt to have some dialogue, have some connection with them. Again, like I said, Doc Rivers is still putting out, and I just saw a flash on my phone, Doc Rivers still would like to have him on the team. Obviously, his three teammates would still like to have him on the team. But I think what needs to happen is I think we need to get to a point where, for lack of a better phrase, there is some closure. Where these guys, as far as his teammates and his coaching staff, can legitimately say, we're going into training camp tomorrow. This dude ain't here, so we're just going to move on with what we got, and we're going to make work with what we got. Also, there's an issue with his management and his camp that I have when they tried to bring Tyrese Maxey into the fold. Why would you do something like that? And I'm glad that after the fact, Tyrese Maxey made a statement, put out a statement that, yo, I don't have anything to do with that. And ideally, he's right, he doesn't. But you say that now you want Tyrese Maxey out, you tell people in the city not to do things with him business-wise, whatever, because, yo... If you look at Tyrese Maxey's situation, Tyrese Maxey right now could arguably be in the ideal situation to kickstart his NBA career. Okay? He now sees that Ben Simmons going to starting point guard. I could arguably become the starting point guard if I work on my game, which he has done. We saw what he did in the summer league. You saw the improvements in the summer league. You saw the leadership coming in 
in the summer league. And what did he do right after the summer league? He went right back to the gym and continued to work. So, folks, we will definitely, definitely continue to keep our ears to this situation. Abdul Malik, Mag, what's going on? He says, Bum Simmons is a classic example of this generation's entitled A-double-S thinking. Philly gave you love and loyalty, and your soft, blunt, was a man of his wasn't a man of his word. He promised to work on his game and didn't. I, I agree totally, Mag. Um, you know, like we said, you argue you want to be great, you work on your game. You know, there were moments when people talked to MJ and MJ was talking about Kobe and said, Yo, this kid is getting on my nerves. But look at where it took Kobe's career. Like Baldy mentioned, the coaching issue with AI his coaches prior to Larry Brown and partially with Larry Brown. Then it got to the point where he realized maybe this dude does know what he's talking about. AI ends up in the hall of fame. Didn't win the championship, but he still ends up in the hall of fame. But the greats either continually work on their game or at the right moment, things click. Apparently, it hasn't clicked for this guy. And I'm going to leave you with this. Just like I've said umpteen thousand times. In my opinion, I've talked to people and people when it all started said, well, yeah, you'll be sorry when he goes to another team and he gets better and he does this and he does that. And I've said to several people, as far as the kid being a basketball player, and I like a lot of the things that he can do on the basketball court. I said, I hope that I hope it does play out for him that way. But right now, where he's put himself doesn't look like that's really going to happen. Because the way that you're acting, you denied your teammates, you're adamant about not coming and this and there, you're willing just to accept fines. Your professionalism is gone, non-existent. Like Mag just said, the coddling is coming to a head. The spoiled brat is coming to a head and there's not many organizations who are going to want to deal with that because in the back of their mind, they'll say with his talent, uh, let's take a chance. But wait, what if he does the same thing again? What if the coach says something to him and then he does this thing again? How are we going to recoup or how are we going to deal with that? Folks, you have been tuned into the Sports Rap Podcast right here on Heat 100 Radio, each and every Monday, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Also, all week on social media. And again, you know where to find me. The video is going to go up, so if you didn't get a chance to comment, you can comment. I will be checking it frequently throughout the day. Sports Rap Podcast is the group page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, at SportsRap underscore D, more so on Instagram. Okay, You can send me a DM, let me know what you thought about this dialogue. Also, the webpage, sportsrapradio.com. This video will also go up on YouTube a little bit later in the week. You can search there, Sports Rap TV. Get over there, like your videos, subscribe to the channel, and hit that bell so you know when videos will go up. Thanks, Mark. Thanks for tuning in, bro. Appreciate it. Monday morning, the beginning of the work week, a little chilly start out this morning. It's going to be 81 degrees as a high. Get out, enjoy some of this liquid sunshine. As I always say, be great on purpose. 
tune in all week. Thanks, thanks, Ryan. Appreciate you as well. Be great on purpose. We will see you right back here next Monday, 11 a.m. on heat100radio.com. Peace.